Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Matt Lieb. And I'm Vince Mancini. And this is Pod Pod Yourself a Gun. gun. A Sopranos podcast where Vince Mancini and I go through every single episode of HBO's The Sopranos. And we just just analyze it, break it down. And it is an idea that no one's ever done before. 20 years young this year. 20 years young. It's finally, it's it's barely legal and it's not old enough to drink. Mm -hmm. Just... Just the perfect age. (laughs) And today, our guest is, you know him from the Daily Zeitgeist. It is Miles Gray. Hi. Hey, Miles Gray. Do I sound okay? You sound great. You sound okay, Miles Gray. You sound great. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on. I'm yeah. I'm stoked actually because Sopranos is one of my favorite shows. It is one of one of the best shows ever made. It is one of the best. I totally agree. I think it's an objective fact at this point. We can say that Sopranos. Top five for pretty much every human being in the world. Mm-hmm. Yep. You who know, has taste. Yeah. Who has taste. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there are some people who are like, I don't like it. I don't get it. I don't guess violent. Have you heard someone say, I don't get it? Because oh, I've heard someone yes. say, I don't get it. I'm yes. like, there's nothing too fucking Yeah, good. that's yeah. weird. I don't know what you'd even need to like, Sopranos, break down. It it's works not like on the master. Ev- it works on every angle. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like, if you're stupid, you're going to love it. Right. If you're yeah. smart, you're going to love it. Like, I don't if you're under- toxic. If you're toxic, you're going to love it. Yeah. You know? If I do miss art like that. I feel like everything now, it's like, oh, man. The alt right's gonna be so pissed about this one, guys. Yeah. Whereas, like the Sopranos, they're like, ah, they'll probably like it. We like it. Everyone's gonna yeah. Like we it. can all, you know, just get together on Sundays in America, can watch something they all enjoy. Yeah, right. I guess Game of Thrones was kind of that. That's true. Yeah, but that one, I feel, I, I would understand. We were like, I don't get Game of Thrones. I'm yeah, like, I see that because some I, people are like just so fantasy averse. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I was telling someone today, they were like, oh, you know, I've never seen Lord of the Rings. I just don't really like fantasy. And I was like, oh, you won't like. Lord of the Rings. Like yeah. straight up. Like yeah. it's yeah. one of those things where if someone tells me they don't like fantasy, that's why they don't watch Game of Thrones, I'm like, you're wrong. Right. You will like this show despite the fantasy element. Whereas yeah. Lord of the Rings, you can't it's there's no just, way to cut that. You yeah, you can't. It is it is very I mean there's elves and shit. You yeah. know, it's yeah. it's a little much. But that's not what we're here for. No. There's no elves in this Sopranos Hel- episode. Elves, no. This is <laughs> uh but before we get into the episode, I think it is time to play the theme song. Pod. 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 Podcast. Pod. 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 Podcast. Oh, uh, it never gets old. No. It's just funny every single time. Uh, today, we are talking about season one, episode 10. It is known as a, a hit, hit 
is a hit. hit. Why <laughs> do you insist? <laughs> it just sounds better. No, like it that. doesn't. Yeah, it it sounds, sounds We're double tracking something. It does not need to be double tracked. Yeah, like it's like a Death Leopard solo. No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> so this episode uh, was released March 14th, 1999. And uh, just a quick... Damn episode synopsis or do we want to go into the wayback machine we want to go into the wayback machine we got to go into the wayback oh i didn't even think about it being pi day yeah pi day 314 oh shit yeah dude that's crazy because like that's also pi hell yeah (laughs) think about it yeah 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 man but yeah sign uh, sign cosine sign also i think uh, one five nine uh st louis area code right it's 314 oh for real yeah, man. If you if you know about the Lou, I don't know about the Lou, but you're dropping some knowledge. <laughs> yeah, a big Nelly fan. Big yeah, Nelly uh, yeah, fan. yeah, yeah. Is that where he's from? <laughs> yeah, from the Lou, <laughs> and I'm proud. Uh, that is that's good to know. I'm oh. just gonna verify. You know, for I know you have a huge St. Louis. Audience, the, mostly it's St. Louis sure. people. Yep, I'm right. Okay, moving on. Hell yeah. Um, so before we get into the episode synopsis, because yeah, this is a Pronos podcast, but really this is a podcast about going back in time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what was happening? March 14th, 1999. March, March 14th, 1999. I only chose one headline. Uh, it's the day after uh, Lennox Lewis and Evander Holyfield fought to a draw ah. at Madison Square Garden. Headline, it's a disgrace. Fans tear into decision uh, from the New York Post. That was the headline? That was the headline. Uh, gambling addicts tear into decision. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, former New York Senator Al D'Amato was in attendance, as was the Reverend Al Sharpton, George Editor John F. Kennedy Jr., and Democratic Representative Charles Rangel. Wait a second. John F. Kennedy Jr. was still alive? Sure was. He was about to die, though. He was. Yeah. I mean, like, how long ago after this did he die? Maybe he was just so disappointed by that lackluster decision. He, that just, he just crashed flew his, plane. his plane into a mountain. He just yeeted himself right into a mountain? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Did what? he crash into a mountain or the, the sea? I thought it was the sea, because I remember there were pictures of him with his eyeballs out really what? really uh like death photos well someone said that and you know that sounds I, like a rotten.com myth it does yeah oh so he died july 16th 1999 mm-hmm. so he's Ooh. only a few months away from certain doom mm-hmm. i hope what? he really lives these last few months imagine your last like you're you're someone of his wealth and stature mm-hmm. go to a lot of boxing matches the last one you go to is a draw <laughs> yeah that's and a bummer you lose all that money you too. lose all of that money yeah. that is what a bummer dude anyways also R- in the R- stands JFK. also in the stands were comedian jerry seinfeld no what's the deal with the tie <laughs> why don't they make the <laughs> <laughs> film superstar michael douglas <laughs> I wonder if he, after JFK died, Jr. died, he was like, they should have made the whole plane out of the black box. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's the one time where that joke works. Go ahead. Uh, small screen dynamo Michael J. Fox. Uh, small screen dynamo? He was also a movie star. He was. Yeah, That's I fucked know. up. Yeah. They were throwing shade at him in the post. Yeah. What yeah. happened? I wonder what he did. Well, he did Spin City or some shit, right? Oh, yeah. He became a back... Like, he was a TV star, then he did movies. Spin and City was, like, pre-West uh, Wing, kind of. Was it? Or well, pre-Parks and Rec. What do, you, what do you go? Movie, TV, movie, TV again? Yeah, 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 yeah. Or yeah. was he on that TV show before he started doing movies? I thought movies? he was TV first, then he was movie, and then he went back to TV. I mean, he did Back to the Future pretty young, I gotta imagine. And I, then he did that other one? Yeah. What's I, the show where his sister is Mallory? Yeah, oh, Family what, Ties. Family right. Ties. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mallory? Yeah. Mallory? <laughs> Yeah, and then he got Parkinson's. Uh, along with Shining King Jack Nicholson, Magic Johnson, husband and wife actor Sarah Jessica Parker and Matthew Broderick, and hip-hop king Puff Daddy. The Rolling Stones' Keith Richards and Ron Wood were also in the stands, as was director Spike Lee. Man, dude, That's all of those crowd. guys still stars. The, yeah. The alive ones. That's true, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Except for Chuck Rangel. Yeah, he's not. He kind of, I think he had to resign. I think he had to resign for, like, also. corruption I or some shit. Yeah. yeah, that sounds right. Shouldn't have bet on that game. <laughs> yep. Uh, the top movies uh, were Analyze This. Uh, still, still at the top. Still at the top. The Rage, Carry 2, mm. uh, and Cruel Intentions. Oh, Dude, Boner City. It was also the first weekend of Baby Geniuses opened. Oh, oh wow! I took I took someone on a date to see that in the theater. Really? I remember. How did it go? Awful. It was was terrible. It was someone from an all you know that school Marlboro. Yeah, like it was an all girls school. Oh shit! And like my homeboy had a date, and I was like, you just got a friend. Yeah, they did. 
So we already had nothing in common. Yeah, and yeah. And then from there, we we're like, all right, let's see Baby Geniuses. I think at the same time, though, Saving Private Ryan was still in the theater. Was so we were like, like yo, you want to just, you want a theater hop in Private Ryan? Yeah. And Was like, it like ironic viewing of Baby Geniuses? No, nah, it was like, like, you're fucking 14 and you don't yeah, know how to, that's the only ticket you can buy at the right time. It's a safe choice. Or, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you don't want to deal with getting kicked out for being, you know, too young to see the, the movie. And also you're like... I don't want to freak him out with Carrie too. Yeah, and no, no, no. also I'm not old enough to get into analyzing. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, top top song. Oh, what was it? Oh, I actually I I do know this. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Sh- 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 go ahead. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Problematic. Uh, <laughs> Ricky Martin also still alive, uh, leading the uh, general strike in Puerto Rico this week. Dude, that guy's such a boss. Yeah. I like mm, on top of a truck. I know, waving like, a rainbow uh, Puerto Rican flag. Well, see, yeah, he he got hit up in those text messages, so he's mm-hmm. like, "You better, believe, okay, I got something for you, Ricky." Yeah. <laughs> uh, top rock song was "What It's Like" by Everlast. Hell yeah! Followed mm-hmm. by "Never There" by Cake. So good, so yeah. so good. Damn, that is such a whole, a whole time, man. Yeah, that that's very effective because I remember so many things now, and I actually even think about how much analyze this even helped the Sopranos out. Oh, absolutely for like sort of mainstreaming mob shit again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and like kind of ostensibly having the same plot and kind of making people like, oh yeah, mafia movies plus psychiatry yeah. equals good time. Not just like, uh, you know, wanton violence. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, I got to say one holds up a lot more than the other. Um, but also Every Morning by Sugar Ray is on there. Pretty mm. Fly for a mm. White Guy. And and if you're wondering, you know, why keep listing all these alternative rock songs? Well, it's because this episode, A Hit is a Hit, uh, is very much tied into the music of the era yeah so just a real quick (laughs) synopsis uh according to hbo the synopsis christopher and adriana cut a deal with a famous gangsta rapper (laughs) with an a uh who claims that hesh pocketed royalties belonging to a cousin who recorded several hit songs decades ago meanwhile tony plays golf with kuzumano and his white bread friends. I gotta say, uh, looking back at the at the uh, screen cap for this episode, sure, I thought it was gonna be more racist than it actually was. It's sufficiently racist. I mean, there was a lot of racist things said. Sure, but I think the episode where the the black guys screw up the heist like a few episodes oh, before oh, this was far, like far it, as racist. far as the episode itself was much more racist right. than this one. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah. what is the screen? The thumbnail for this? Uh, it's just like it's Bokeem Woodbine in his like blue hat. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Outside the burger shop. Yeah, kind of like looking like Suge Knightish. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the wardrobe stylist I think was only going off of one source magazine. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Be like, yeah, that's how black people dress. <laughs> Bowler hat and pimp suit. So this is one of the more controversial episodes. Uh, it is kind of widely claimed to be the worst episode of The Sopranos, not just of season one, but of the entire series. Really? And I completely disagree with that. Yeah, me too. Because- I actually kind of like this episode i know it was all weird. the music stuff was great i thought it's so funny and looking back on it with some remove yeah i think this episode is basically all of, it's basically like a foreshadowing of uh the early aughts and how we just blew all our money like trying to diversify into shit we knew nothing about right like it's all about the stock market it's a time capsule. ipos and, and moguls like, were yeah, emerging like, every, yeah everybody's like acting like they're they're like a mini business mogul yeah and that right. was very much like the early aughts like if you weren't yeah, if your money wasn't making money, right, right, you were a fucking you were a, clown. You were a sucker. Yeah, and, and definitely it was a time when suckers were investing in the stock market. Right. Oh, because, exactly. Because well, it was how like, many Carmela Sopranos like literally like, blew uh, all their money with my, E-Trade accounts? My parents. Oh my, yeah, 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 yeah. My parents <laughs> got into it. They started watching Wall Street Week with Louis Rukeyser. It was like every Friday <laughs> yeah. night, Holy and I would shit. sit there and watch them watch it, and I'd be like, "What is this?" And I later was just like, "Oh, it was gambling." Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. That's all they were. White doing. collar gambling. It yeah. was white collar gambling. Oh, I remember uh, one of my when we were moving into a new house uh, in college, and we we're trying to like prove, you know, you have to have your parents like cosign and all that yeah, crap. Yeah, yeah. And one of uh, one of my roommates, uh, you know, they had money, so they had like their E Trade account as like our wow. as like our proof of Whoa. income or whatever. And this has got to be, I don't know, two thousand like three ish. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe like three years later, four years later, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, we lost. All of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was course. my mom just like picking stocks and not yeah. knowing what she was doing. I go off the logo. 
Yeah, the logo <laughs> yeah. looks good. That's yeah. why I got a thousand dollars on pets.com. Mm-hmm. Good uh-huh. logo. Um, so yeah, this episode, a lot of lot of bada B stories here. We mm-hmm. have the first time we meet the Cusamanos, the uh, you know, the neighbors mm-hmm. of, of the Sopranos, who are mentioned countless times throughout the series, but only appear, get this. Five times in the entire series. That makes sense. Wow. Yeah, but they're mentioned constantly, and it's yeah. because it's really like keeping up with the Joneses. It's always like right. he's always comparing himself to the Cusamanos. Mm. Um, Doesn't want to hang out with them. No. no. Well, he did well, in yeah. this episode. He did. Um, we have the whole stock market B story, uh, and then we have the, of course, the massive genius subplot, which is basically most uh, kind of the most alluring parts of the episode for me because uh, it is like it is just so goddamn 90s in fact it's so 90s that we usually have a section on here called it's the 90s in which we you know mention all of the very 90s things that happen this whole episode is that so you know it, to honor that i have to play the the bumper now it's the 90s parents are supposed to discuss sex with their children it's the 90s it's, it's the 90s 90s so <laughs> i would also argue that diversifying is a subplot of its own because they're all trying to branch out sure right yeah uh adriana's trying to become a music mogul tony wants to do an ipo yeah carmela and tony are both looking for stock tips yeah and also tony is trying to uh ingratiate himself with the medigan that's yeah. like yeah. the whole thing he's like you know hey they want to invite me to the country club which is very on the nose i mean they literally invite him to the <laughs> to country the club, country club yeah. but uh but still it is uh yeah everyone's trying to diversify that's what this and there's like about. also this like ex- exploitation angle too to everything yeah. too because along with diversification or yeah. business interest there's always a the other side of that coin is yeah. typically some kind of exploitation yes. so then you start seeing the possibility of maybe adriana only mm-hmm. being used for a certain thing or tony just with yeah, yeah. his friends and stuff yeah it's clear yeah. tony's being uh he's being exploited for his mob ties and adriana's being exploited for just being hot uh you know because yeah this is a good episode i don't know what people are it's good. we've seen like at least what exactly two or is, three worst episodes just this season already. yeah right but what exactly is the criticism specifically about this just because it's so lame and like has one dimensional depictions of certain people this is my well, this is my guess oh go ahead okay well go well my my guess was like isn't there like a future episode where they hire like a rap guy is trying to get famous and they hire someone to like shoot him so he has yeah, street cred yeah bobby I, is is hired to get to shoot him so that he can make money right. yeah i think people are crisscrossing that episode with this one because this one has the rap mogul in it maybe maybe so but I do think that there was like a general pushback to this episode. And the reason why is because in the episode before, a lot, I mean, a lot is being set up mm-hmm. to go. And this is a random standalone episode. Right. Doesn't push any of the plot points forward. And I imagine everyone got together like, okay, a hit has been put out Speaking on of Tony. bad episode, this episode is way better than Boca. All right. I wouldn't go that far. Yeah. There's a whole uh, episode about Conolingus. Yeah, That exactly. episode rules. No. <laughs> you're, you're I crazy. think you're in the muff over there. <laughs> oh, did I say muff? <laughs> I meant rough. Hey, Just that. I, yeah, I mean, I love that, too. Just how fucking it's, insecure Junior is about the whole thing. It's so, so funny. This uh, one definitely has, like, the most overt. Uh, well, maybe not overt because it gets pretty bad later. But uh, yeah. like, up until this point, it had, like, the most, like, racist comments oh for sure and for this sure. is the opening this is from oh, the very like the opening scene it's it comes out the gate hot open the door any hinky shit you'll be refrying beans with pablo escobar again that's the opening line though. this is all a message to your friends stay away from port newark don't even drive out to jersey not even on sundays they've been told twice now i'll tell them yeah. It's exactly how silence pistols sound. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Pew, pew. Pew, pew. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's a lot of racism in this episode for sure. I mean, it's like just the the, the caricature of massive genius uh, is, yep. is, is got a lot. And also the shitty rap names because there's massive genius. And, <laughs> and the yep. person who goes out to tell uh, him uh, to tell Christopher that massive wants a meeting, his name is Orange J. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I was just like, Orange, Orange J. Orange yeah. Julius <laughs> or Orange Juice? Juice. It was just like one of those things where for sure white people wrote these names. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah and then the it, the scene starts out with uh the, at one point with chris and uh aid trying to buy some food and there's a a nice bit of uh the kind of the reverse racism complex that oh, happens yeah uh, here i got a little bit of that hey who's fucking welfare check you got a cash to get a burger around here Black guy over there. He looks familiar. Have my money. <laughs> Yo, hand that central. What am I back here, Mark Furman? Hey, you a dick, man. Just chill. It's fucking discrimination already. I just, I, I love, I love the the complex that these guys have about being reverse discriminated against. Yep. It's just one of my favorite plot points of a, anytime there's there's a scene with black people, there's always like, "Hey, what about us?" We right. like you expect them to be like, "You know, there was white slaves too." Yeah, no, I feel like it's a justification like oh, like they 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 act like they're allowed to say whatever cuz they're like, "What?" Yeah. You know, we're not white. Like, they, they draw a distinction between them and, like, Metagon, and mm-hmm. then they act like they're, uh, you know, discriminated against. Yeah. Is so, this the same episode where Dr. Melfi, uh, like, her husband or ex realizes she's treating Tony? No. Uh, or is that the one before? That's one. Yeah, that's Boca. Like two episodes. Oh, where, where he's, yeah. like, in the Italian anti defamation league. Yeah, right? That's right. a similar thing. <laughs> yeah. She's no, like, yeah, you're wasting the, your time. They both have a dinner party. And that's right. The Cusimano dinner party is the one where uh, basically uh, Bruce Cusimano says, like, oh, uh, Tony Soprano came over the other day and wanted to thank me for referring him to a certain someone. Oh, and I, then, got, right, right. I got, uh, I got, oh, got some got of that. that. Yeah. I really like this because I feel like. Uh, Kusumano and Dr. Melfi are slightly different shades of insufferable, but they're both like perfectly yeah. insufferable and they sort of draw a distinction between them in this. Uh... What does that do to property values? Having a gangster living next door. Are you kidding? Save his block on the neighbor. And being a gangster, what does it mean anyway? Yeah, that's true. Some of the shit I see in the boardroom, I don't know if I'd make a distinction. Yeah. Oh, will you please? It's not the same thing. Bugging? Bribes? I don't know. Sometimes I think the only thing separating American business from the mobs is fucking whacking somebody. Listen to you. What? Whacking. <laughs> he hangs around with Tony Soprano for 15 minutes, and it's fucking this and fucking that. We were over there for that fundraiser. I didn't see any guns anywhere. Oh, but that bar with the Goomba Murano glass? <laughs> <laughs> I liked Murano Glass. Uh, yeesh. <laughs> Shut the yeah. fuck up, Dr. Melfi. Yeah, 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 please. <laughs> no one gives a fuck. And? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one's fucking gone. talking to you, Melfi. No, I, uh, th- there's this thing where they are both... They're, they're both... Well, she's chiding another Italian for being, like, racist. Like, yeah, Italian. right. Like, she's she's kind of doing the same thing where she's just like, you know, that's racist against our people. And it's like... Come on, we can. We're <laughs> yeah. all friends here. <laughs> yes, what are you gonna? Down. Yeah, it's, it's. And I guess is that that's her way of sort of defending them too, right? Right. Because right, she, she doesn't want to show her hand that she actually kind of has some feeling of yeah. affection for for Tony, and kind of like she's she's interested in his life and kind of like seeing you know seeing what Italian Americans who are like you know because for her the mafia is just some movie TV show concept, you know? So, right. like, she's she's fascinated by it, and she also, in a way, feels connected to it now, which, uh, you know, she may or may not use to, to her advantage in later episodes. We will find mm. out. Mm. Mm. That's for all... Big of, if true. Big if true. <laughs> also small if not true. Small, yeah, definitely small. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, what's interesting about that scene is, and this is, uh, you know, another section that we have on the show, uh, the, who's the real gangster? Because <laughs> I would say every other episode there's like, oh, you know who the real gangsters are? The bankers. <laughs> right. yeah, right. You know who the real bank- gangsters are? Is the American government. <laughs> yeah, right. Whoa. And in this one, it's almost an in, kind of an entire episode about this. I mean, because there, there's a few. There's who's the real gangster? Is it stockbrokers and the American businessman? Or is it, you know, at, uh, actual, like, mafioso gangsters? Or is it gangsta rappers? Because that's the <laughs> yeah. other thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just like, uh, you know, he's he's not a gangster. I'm a real gangster is something that, that Chris Moltisante says at some point. I have that if you'd like to hear Look it. Look at that. You did yeah. so much research. I did. That guy's a gangster? I'm a gangster. I'm an OG original gangster, not him fucking lawn jockey. 
he's got lawn jockey. I didn't even, I haven't even heard that one before. Yeah, that's the new ones. Yeah, a lot of new ones. And even like, Polly takes a shot too. Yeah. He's like, what kind of moulinons are these? Yeah, like, right. All right, Polly, here we go. Yeah, gangsters. Yeah. Like, everybody's so taken aback. By yeah, because their their whole identity is being is being gangsters. You know. I got more if you want. Oh, for real? Oh, yeah. wow. He's got the fly Hamptons house. Alec Baldwin comes over. Whitney Houston. What do I got? I sit in a fucking pork store, for Christ's sake. But the Moolies, they got it going on. And they're on TV. They don't take no shit. Soprano crew, it's always secret this, so man after that, fucking gets on my nerves. Junior with his moldy old sweaters, and he's a fucking boss. It is funny, like, they all join it basically to uh to, sc- to feel like big tough guys in their neighborhood yeah. but then they're like ah oh, don't talk about it yeah 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 <laughs> right. yeah it's like yeah we'll just puff our chests out in private yeah right <laughs> right that's the whole thing is like the, all they really want is to be able to talk about it that's but, why there's so many fucking mob movies yeah like, yeah yeah at any point someone's just like i'm leaving this and i'm finally living my dream of writing my screenplay mm-hmm. which uh yeah which is chris's whole mo yeah and they're like complaining about the whole gangster rap thing and then like and in the same episode everybody's like hey tony is how how real is the godfather like blah 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 goodfellas and it's like you realize that's your gangster rap right, right like right, the right, goodfellas right. is your gangster rap it's just speaking of which uh so so that entire subplot is is one of my favorites uh, of the episode, of which there are basically two. Um, and the idea that he's trying to ingratiate himself with these like country club types, right? And uh, all they want to do is talk about the mafia. With him. <laughs> yeah, right. All they want to do is be like, "Hey, did you you see that hit that Galliani hit? That's a beautiful hit." And he's it's just like, like "Uh huh." And they're like. Hey, you ever play at Al Capone's golf course? <laughs> like <laughs> at some point, it was like, "Hey, hey, uh, you ever seen uh, Goodfellas? That's a good movie, right? Those were some Goodfellas." <laughs> like, like the dude is the dude is just sitting there, and he's like, "God damn it, I'm a clown." And so, in order to get back at him, probably one of my favorite scenes of the season is where they ask him if he met John Gotti. You don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but I gotta know. Did you ever meet John Gotti? Yeah. I knew John. Whoa, fuck. <laughs> what was he really like? Remember Bungalow Bar? The ice cream trucks? Like good humor. Except the trucks, they had their bungalow roofs on, hmm? <laughs> was Gotti a silent bungalow. partner in all that thing? Yeah, I don't know nothing about that. <laughs> Just know. That when a company folded and they were auctioning off the last bungalow bar truck, one with the peaked roofs. You're right, Coos. Coos. <laughs> when they were auctioning off the last bungalow bar truck, and I wanted it as a souvenir. Gotti outbid me. <laughs> Gave me a ride home. <laughs> you know, he rang that bell. <laughs> The whole way home. <laughs> oh, the waving at us. <laughs> what I love about that too is when he's doing the bell, he's jacking off. He's going. They rang that bell all the way home. Like fucking brilliant. Uh, like he. <laughs> well, he's clowning him for an audience of one. Right. And he, it's like very, it's very ambiguous. Like yeah. they don't know that he's fucking with him. Right, really. right. They're like, I guess he thinks that's an interesting story. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he is big and stupid. He, he does not have our but, education. Oh, he met John Gotti. He met John Gotti. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Like even the way they said fuck sounded forced, yeah. which I loved so much because mm-hmm. they're like, so, they're so like pent up, like fucking wasps. And yeah. they're like, oh, fuck. Oh. I'm having fun. Gotti. <laughs> Gotti, fuck! That was From the news before. Like he had the conversation with Melfi about how them how they were treating him like a dancing bear. Mm-hmm. I like that it was kind of uh, vague whether he was upset to be treated like that or if he just thought they're fucking dorks because right. they were such dorks. Uh, and I got a clip of their little barbecue that I was. It was. Just, oh sure. It was such perfect, like painful yeah. uh, conversation when you're at like a dinner party mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you realize that you're talking to people and they're just like you can't riff with them at all because right. they suck. Yeah. Right. Or just that kind of scene too, where it's like four guys around a barbecue grill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, who likes pussy, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This looks good. Mmm. 
Mm-hmm. That sausage, huh? Where'd you get it? The little place in Garfield? Honey, where'd we get the sausage? That little place in Garfield. You know, you only think better than a little sausage? Well, it's a pair of kids. I don't know about that, but it's a hell of a piece of meat. Sausage is kind of a phallic thing. <laughs> Whereas tits. <laughs> tits are a woman thing. <laughs> Good one. Good one, Dave. I oh, better than dick. I certainly love, don't love dick. You know what's gross? The gays. And their agenda. <laughs> it's like, oh. it's the only thing I don't like about salsa is... It, sorry. The only thing I don't like about salsich is it's like putting a big greasy dick in your mouth. Am I right? <laughs> for the third time in a night. Yeah. Gross. Uh, it's like my mouth boops, waters, boops. but I kind of hate myself for oh, it. Oh, I wish I had some titties now. <laughs> I could suck on them. Because I love it. <laughs> like, it's, 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 oh, it's so fantastic. But we got to talk about... Uh, visiting day slash uh, defiler. 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 Yes. <laughs> and so, before you get to that, I want to I want to do just like a little bit of background. Yeah, on yeah, these yeah. Guys. Please, so this is Richie and, Richie Santini and, uh-huh. and his friend Vito. Yes. Who uh, they're friends of Adrian. Great guitar from, player from way back. Mm-hmm. Way back. So uh, just a little background. Uh, the guy who plays Richie mm-hmm. uh, is an actual uh, musician. Ah. Uh, he's written uh, two novels. Wow. Um, and he he was in a band with this guy. Greg Wattenberg at the time this episode okay. was mm-hmm. made, and uh, Greg Wattenberg co-wrote and produced Philip Phillips' number one hit single "Gone Gone Gone," co-produced Train's number one hit single "Hey Soul Sister." I don't know he, that one. I know the other Train song, "Drops of Jupiter." He also uh, <laughs> co-wrote and co-produced song. Train's number one hit single "If It's Love." So basically, Train had way more number one hits yeah. than I was even aware of. This yeah. guy is my nemesis. I mean, I don't I've know how much had I one. can. Yeah. I don't know how much I can blame the producer for Train, but I feel like everyone's complicit. Yeah, everyone's complicit in that. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's like the Nazi atrocities. You didn't know. <laughs> Get the fuck mm-hmm. out. He also co-wrote the Daughtry number one hit single, It's Not Over. OAR's number one song, Shattered, Turn the Car Around. No, I don't know what that one is. And Goo Goo, Do- Goo, Goo Doll's top ten single, Let Love In. Huh. Amazing. Damn, Daughtry from fucking American yeah, Idols? Dude, yeah, dude, Daughtry. I didn't even know he had a hit. And before all that, he was in Defiler. He was in Defiler, dude. And uh, boy, I got to say, in terms of like a fake band from <sighs> the era, they crushed it. It's oh, yeah. so perfect. It's so funny. So A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. 
Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. First, the the background is, of course, uh, that Bokeem Woodbine, who is playing Massive Genius, wants to get restitution from Hesh. And at the same time, Adriana wants to be a music manager because she's like, hey, there's a lot of money in that. And so she talks about her friend who uh, is in this band that used to be called Defiler. <laughs> and uh, before, they, uh, before, <laughs> before he was in some sort of an accident and eventually made a new band called Visiting Day. Oh, and, what did she say? Like, because he was trying to roast cook a pork loin with what? a down power line or something. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. When I first heard it, like, I had to rewind. I'm like. That is the best stupid thing I've ever fucking heard. I thought it was like a euphemism because I couldn't imagine someone like doing that. No, but it's what, like, what's the line though? That is ex- that's exactly the line. Okay, she yeah. was trying to roast something with a downed power line, electrocuted <laughs> himself, and it really changed his life. He really turned his life around after yeah, that. Yeah, uh, I kind of don't like that because. Like, otherwise, they sort of nailed the arc from, yeah. like, hair metal, like, failed hair metal band to, like, getting haircuts and becoming sensitive and wearing, like, a, a metal choker necklace. Right, right, Well, they right. had a personnel change. They did. <laughs> yeah. they, I mean, Vito and Richie stayed in the band, but they definitely had a personnel change. What was it? She was like, yeah, but the drummer and the other guy yeah, left. Yeah, right. yeah, the guitar player, Vito, and the singer, they're the core of the band. Right. And uh, it's great because it is exactly what you would expect from, and, you know, I don't blame any band for doing this, but we, you know know if you were in a band in the 90s which i was in a shitty high school band Mm -hmm. you definitely started changing up your music you know when makeshift started out my my shitty 90s band makeshift no big deal we were a uh you know we were like sounded like the bare naked ladies but then later on we sounded like the white stripes oh dude both the versions were shitty were you playing harmonica dude i was playing guitar i was a lead guitar player no big deal um but like yeah so the fact that they changed the genre with the times is great so first let's play a little bit from Defiler. Stay out of our way and don't be, be so, so gay. Said, don't be so gay. <laughs> <laughs> Those lyrics written in a panic minutes before they had to record. I feel like a lot of Fuck, 90s songs. Fuck, get out of my way. Fucking don't be gay. Yeah, yeah I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready, yeah, I'm ready. Give me that three, two more minutes. I got it. I got it. Uh, get out of my way. Don't be so gay. Because <laughs> they're in my way. Only gay people Only are in gay. my way. It's, just, it's such a fantastic like grunge band. Mm-hmm. And then they like switched over to this kind of like... Kind of Jeff Buckley-ish type feel. So I was mm-hmm. wondering if you got major Stephen Jenkins vibes from the oh, lead guy. huge Jenkins vibe. Because I know Leeds, you guys are great Leeds, friends. He's a great friend of mine, the lead singer of Third Eye Blind. A uh, little background, because I've probably never discussed it on this particular mm-mm, podcast. Mm-mm. Uh, yeah, he, uh, Stephen Jenkins, lead singer of Third Eye Blind, used to uh, have uh, a re- relationship with one of my friends in San Francisco. And he is just the person who is now constantly in my life. We watched the, one of the last episodes of Game of Thrones together and uh he's a very good man and mm-hmm, i know mm-hmm. exactly what he sounds like when he comes he's so i saw third eye blind live uh about six months ago yeah they rule in right? orange county it was them 311 oh. alien ant farm Holy stone temple pilots yes! and motherfucking uh the one that had the Greek dude, 
Um, oh, oh. Did from fucking Santa Monica. Yeah. Uh, Everclear. Everclear. Yeah, yeah, that was the lineup yeah. for yeah. Jack Wait FM. a second. Isn't, aren't half of Stone Temple pilots like dead now? Yeah, yeah but there's new pilots. Yeah, new pilots. <laughs> they got new pilots. I guess, in. I guess that's what happens in the Air Force. Yeah. The yeah, lead yeah. singer now is just some other like semi washed up dude. But like yeah. I remember saying, like, oh, that's the SCP. Okay, mm. cool. Yeah. I love when uh, just like second tier bands get together and, and make a what they think is a super group which we would just call a group yeah (laughs) you're just just a group oh you guys are in a band now uncle cracker and the members of cottonmouth kings (laughs) cottonmouth cracker (laughs) Um, (laughs) but yeah so like yeah i was getting stephen jenkins vibes in terms of like his look and his feel but the music itself i was getting kind of jeff buckley vibes Mm. which is not a popular enough artists of the time for them to specifically be referencing i mean i just thought it, they did a great job just portraying like a mopey yeah like a band whose songs are like kind of mopey and clearly not like catchy yeah know? yeah 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 it's like full of emotion and like they're good at what they do but like this song is but never it's like gonna... somehow a royalty free track <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. so uh when they become visiting day which by the way excellent job with the 90s name they they were terrible with the rap names but mm-hmm. killed it with the alternative yeah, rock can, names it's not hard to guess which color uh, of people wrote this yeah exactly <laughs> that's a reference to his rehab i guess i i guess so oh, well, I didn't a, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 that's a good call it definitely is which is the kind of thing like yeah fucking cooked this thing with a downed power line (laughs) got fucked up got my shit together and visiting day was like the moments where i really figured out what exactly it was like tuesdays with stephen jenkins yeah uh and so the uh first song we're introduced to by visiting day is a beautiful track called erase myself i know it ain't your type of music but i like any kind of music that turns shit green Oh, this is not it, Matt. Richie's been through a lot. It's deepened his writing. As a metal band, they were fucking great. But this, as far as I am concerned, blows away Matchbox 20. So what do they call themselves? Used to be Defiler, then some personnel changes, bass and drums. But Richie and Vito is still the core of the band. Now they're called Visiting Day. So, uh, fun fact about this song. Oh, uh, go ahead. So, Greg Wattenberg and Nick Fowler actually had a band called Tonto Tonto. Oh. And, uh, Better name. And uh, this is uh, one of their songs. Really? Erase Myself. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Get that man. licensing fee. You know, you got to say that major props to them for putting in their actual song uh, and having it being totally shit on right. and yes. seen at subpar. Oh, oh so yeah. good. Like, it sounds like the background noise of a YouTube video of families <laughs> fist fighting at like a Catholic carnival. Or like a Disneyland, like that clip of Disneyland. Yeah, like, the like there's, there was somehow, a, there was a live band playing, but yeah. it's like in the back and it you yeah. won't remember it. Right. It's just that like, let's pick these chords real fucking. I, I just love, it. it's very much so uh, one of the, you know, those 90s suicide ballads that were really right. popular mm-hmm. like jumper by third eye blind broken you know? home yeah it's like cut it's my life into pieces, pieces. this is my last reload uh vacation. all right uh, but we were uh, really mad at our moms before 9-11 yeah we were our mom and, and dads were like the problem we just oh, wanted to break yeah, then 9-11 yeah. happened and we're like osama bin laden is the problem <laughs> uh when 9-11 happened i put that squarely on my parents yeah oh okay that's and then hybrid theory by lincoln park came out around then and then i was totally fucked up yeah i mean i have to say it's probably more healthy to blame your mom and dad for 9-11 than (laughs) uh than every arab who's ever existed (laughs) right um uh yeah so uh that is one of the songs and then my absolute favorite and this is one of my favorite sequences in the in the show too in this episode (laughs) where you have a song being heard by Massive Genius, who's clearly trying to sleep with Adriana, and then the same song heard by Hesh, and you get both of their perspectives on it. Meow. <laughs> I 
love this part. Now at last. It's a good verse. That's pretty good. Yeah, this is good. This is good. And then. Pod. Pod. Podcast. So? Well, I think it's uh, not good. <laughs> Want to be a little more specific? There's good and there's not good. This is not good. <laughs> just, he's so real with them. Yeah. He's so real because it's it's objectively not good. Yeah, no, it's bad. And then in my favorite scene in this entire episode mm-hmm. is them recording in the studio. Yes. And Christopher comes in and they have a fight. And then I, I, I didn't get the name of the guy who plays the engineer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I thought he was... Absolutely wonderful. Yes, in this. Yeah. and I got that clip. Yeah, goes, producing up. these sessions. Go take the fucking drugs. I'm not fucking around anymore. Look, the problem, Christopher, is that the bass and the drum tracks were mic wrong from the fucking beginning. Oh, hey, king of rock, <laughs> you're out of your depth. Look, let me tell you something, dude. Thank you, but I've recorded in Denmark. Okay, you want to know what the problem is? Where are the fucking choruses? All your songs, you got no choruses. Your choruses are basically just another verse. I mean, what happened to She Loves You, huh? She Loves You. Yeah, the song started with the chorus. There is structure. That's how you build a song. The Beatles, the Beatles, the Beatles. Look, that's been 40 fucking years now. This makes me fucking sick. What is he, nuts? I love Fuck this, man. I love you that going? so much. I'm going to AA, you fucking jerk off. Get back to work. Christopher! Ooh, okay. Huh? Huh? Okay. Come on. Ooh. Come on. Big man. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> just great sound uh, effects there, too. I, I love so much uh christopher just being aghast that he was like oh the beatles you know i've heard it you know for 40 years now get over it and he's like what are you fucking crazy <laughs> show some respect they wore suits you know like to him he's yeah. just like he just can't understand anyone being against the beatles and he's like now i'm really angry well also he wants to make money and this guy's like yeah. oh that popular stuff yeah yeah right. yeah yeah and he's like, yeah this is our most emotional song like we really bear our souls on this yeah. one is like their argument i just love the like uh, preceding that, how intense Christopher is in trying to get this dude to fucking just f- shoot up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't give a fuck. Go spike up in the bathroom. <laughs> I, like all the slang that comes out. Yeah. I'm like, yes, go spike up. Go, so, go please spike. Wait, what, what did he want him to do? Heroin? He wanted him to do meth. Okay, yeah, but yeah. he wanted him to shoot meth. Yeah, yeah, shoot, meth. shoot meth. That's yeah. a little intense. Why don't you just snort it? Or smoke it. Yeah, there's... Well, no... maybe he knew, like, specifically what his problem was. Yeah, was maybe shooting be. math and was yeah. like, there you go. Yeah, he also s- says at one point, you know, oh, what if we get another downed power line in here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, so, he's just so savage. Yeah. yeah those it's... are the best, Christopher, but when he gets so selfish. And, yes. like, he literally just thinks the fucking solution to this problem is, I'm going to... Th- Threaten this guy yeah. with to mm-hmm. relapse, yeah, 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 and then he'll become an artist. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. everything in in the mafia world can be solved with drugs and or violence. Yeah, like yeah, if, yeah. Like no matter what it is, if you threaten to beat the person's ass, like, right? You know, then then you're gonna get what you want. Just a yeah. good fucking acoustic over the back. Yeah, just bashed him good, man. And uh, just every performance in that scene is just. Per- I mean, I think. Like Christopher and Adriana, like as actors, are mm-hmm. probably like the well. I mean, Carmel and Tony are obviously great too. But, yeah. But nobody underrates them. Whereas I feel like Drea Di Matteo and Michael Imperioli, when they're, I mean, they're doing some strong work together. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And 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 Chris did not start out as. I didn't think that Michael Imperioli was a great actor early on in this season, but he really. It's once he and Aid find their rhythm yeah. together as this couple they start the writing them better and then they also like just just the cycle of violence that happens mm-hmm. between the two is just yeah. is just so fucking perfect i yeah. love it because she's uh she's like she's he loves her uh but he's also a piece of shit right and she loves him but she's also like in love with a guy who like calls out mark Furman like at the burger right. restaurant yeah right right they there's bo- yeah there's so many moments where he'll just say some terrible racist stuff yeah. and she's just sort of like blank faced or she's yeah. like yeah that's yeah that's christopher yeah just christopher yeah like like oh, naughty naughty uh, it's whatever. like 
Yeah, it's not even like abhorrent to her that he's just openly racist everywhere he goes. Yeah, it's more for the embarrassment of yeah. her, not like the whether or not it's immoral yeah, or, yeah, or yeah. wrong. Yeah, so, she's, she's attention. If if all of these characters are still alive today in the story, they're all Trump voters. Oh yeah, that's the one thing I love about it. It's just you just see just the darkness within them, just waiting to rise. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. were so many. It's funny because I had that same thought, especially I'm like, this just sounds like shit people say now. Yeah, like, uh, just as aggressively. Yeah, and then I really did think I was like, who would they vote for? And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, of course, like. They may not really have a necessarily like a racist agenda, but they oh. definitely look down on people, oh, and they're yeah. just like, "Yeah, that makes sense." And they 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 already have the white oppression complex, right? Where they themselves like, I mean, they have the added factor of of distinguishing their kind of white from the waspy kind of white, mm-hmm. and thinking Wonder about Bread Wops, the Wonder Bread Wops, and whatnot. They get their Sunday gravy from a jar, right, right, right. But they still, uh, they still in general are like, it's it's reverse racism that you're not serving me right. <laughs> yeah. you know? um I, like i think it's easier to try and think about which characters wouldn't be trump voters yeah yeah and like yeah. The, the only like the obvious ones you know melfi m- uh melfi yeah. uh definitely meadow yeah, yeah i think yeah, obviously. i think aj would be a gary Bernie, johnson G- gary johnson dude oh Come you think on. so oh, absolutely yeah you're right you're right you're right he's a gamer that's, he's that's super or yang may, gang he might be yang yeah he's yang gang now for sure for sure he started as gary johnson and now he's into yang no you're you're 100 right you're 100 right but anybody else like maybe Maybe it's like Vito. Silvio. Silvio, what you think? Not Trump? Uh, yeah, yeah. You might be right. Maybe. So yeah, he has. He kind of has like a compass. He does. Bit. He does. Silvio is someone who's telling everyone who's voting for Trump and then voted for Hillary. Right. 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 It, it, Silvio is in the hashtag resistance for sure. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah he's, oh, he's got a secret resistance dummy account. Yeah. Yeah. He's <laughs> yeah. got a secret resistance dummy account, and he's like, "It's Mullah time." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't fucking wait. They can't w- fucking wait till this Mullah report comes out. I feel like we gotta get rid of this guy. <laughs> Vito would have voted. I, I don't think Vito would. I mean, I'm not sure with Vito. He's got enough. There's a lot of self loathing. There's a lot of self loathing. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. 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 But if he he's ended got up with Lindsay. Johnny Cakes, I feel like they yeah. would have. No, if, I think he's like a Lindsey Graham kind of guy. Yeah, a little internalized. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah like yeah. he started out as a never Trumper, and then he just got like domed, and then all yeah. of it's sort of a. That's all, true. He would all of get, it's a defense mechanism. Yeah, he absolutely would get domed by MAGA. You know what? <laughs> Artie for some reason seems not as clear cut to me. Yeah. Just because he likes food, there's like a certain appreciation mm-hmm. for the senses, but then he's also. But it's funny, like the, when he, when Artie yeah. would go off the rails, it almost seemed performative yeah. for the guys around him, rather yeah. than like that's who Artie Buco truly was. Right. But you I don't think, know. Maybe I'm reading. You think Artie or Polly is more likely to be a QAnon guy, like a oh. pizza, a pizza game? Polly, I mean, Polly for one. sure. Polly and Uncle June. I think yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Polly yeah. will take a painting out of the trash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. That person yeah. is full on board with yeah. QAnon. Someone <laughs> is like, "Hey, you're gonna throw this painting away?" But <laughs> Polly is just like. You read those WikiLeaks? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's a lot of information in those WikiLeaks. <laughs> yeah. What about Big Pussy though? Uh, he's a MAGA guy. Yeah, yeah, he's a MAGA guy. Uh, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. All right. What about uh, Furio? Furio, because uh, yeah. he's he likes well, women. He's sensitive. Yeah, Furio. but he doesn't vote. He, yeah, he can't. True. He's someone who's like I don't participate in no politics. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> he's no way he's into that. Um, but if he did vote, uh, he's definitely voting for that, uh, like authoritarian, right? Like whoever the is in power right now. Oh, like for sure. He yes. would have been locked, nailed down for that. Yeah. Like, get yeah, the yeah. boat, the people. Yeah. What's yeah, his, yeah. uh, Bunga Bunga party guys? Oh, uh, Berlusconi. Berlusconi. Yeah. He's a big Berlusconi, uh, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Berlusconi, bro. Yeah. He's a burly boy. Yeah. We just co- coined that. Yeah. We coined Berlusconi, bro. The uh, one thing this podcast is known for. But I think like this episode really nails like the uh, I mean it, it starts out super racist, mm-hmm. gets more racist with Christopher, and then it sort of explains uh, like their defense mechanisms, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. which is they're always the aggrieved party, and even Hesh does it. Yeah, and I have a bit of the sit down uh, with Massive G, which oh, is a pretty which is great. solid scene. It's a solid sit down. Yeah. Let's get right to the point, huh? What's in this for you? If you read Chuck D's book. You know that he advises that reparations be made by the Jewish studio moguls in Hollywood on account of the way black folks have been portrayed in film. Now, it's only germane to this argument in as much as I feel that the grievances in the music business are far worse. You're talking to the wrong white man, my friend. 
My people were the white man's nigger when yours were still painting their faces and chasing zebras. Yeesh. <laughs> as far as Louis B. Mayer is concerned, Wait. what are you fucking nuts? <laughs> that's definitely like a, oh. Yeah, that's like, uh, Grandpa, could you? <laughs> that's how we talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. What? That's how we talk back then. And also, like, factually incorrect. Yeah, no, what the fuck is he talking about? Like, yeah, about? the Jews got expelled from... Uh, every other yeah, every other country, but it's not like they were treating Africans super good. Yeah, that, no. What no. are you talking about? Yeah, they yeah, just yeah. weren't close enough to be discriminated against. Yeah. I don't right. think. I yeah. just love that hate Olympics though. When, <laughs> yes. when that fucking gun goes off Dude. and people have to go, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. we were slaves for this. Oh, yeah, Jesus yeah, 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 yeah. It's please. white people's favorite game in front of black people. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's <laughs> just like, well, did you know the Irish need not apply? That was a thing. So. <laughs> So and Irish I, slaves. They're Irish slaves. Irish slaves. That's so, my favorite fucking oh, thing God. you see on Twitter. Yeah, oh, they're yeah. Irish slaves yeah, too, man. Yeah. I'm like, okay, please. It's like, yeah, yeah. We we all know uh-huh. about the abundance of Irish. That's Irish right. You slaves. go in the street and people call the police on you because you yep. look Irish. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, we couldn't use them as slaves for very long because they get sunburned right away. Yeah, and, and they then... were just so drunk. Oh, hey, hey, oh, take that, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, Hesh's entire storyline is interesting uh, because. He is simultaneously like he's defensive about even being questioned about his choices as a music mogul. But he has that great scene where he's just kind of listening to uh, Such a Fool, which uh, the song that the artist that he ripped off uh, was singing. And uh, I, I don't remember. Does he end up? Giving no, he doesn't give no, a pay. Like we're going to court. So gonna, yeah, and then a massive genius is like, oh, we're going to settle this in the uh, proper fashion. And I think that's and maybe another reason that people retroactively don't like this episode is because that storyline doesn't go anywhere. Like yeah, he never right. sues. I think this is uh, Bokeem Woodbine's only episode. Yeah, no, they yeah. completely. Yeah, they the this uh, episode does not leave the confines of this one episode. But yeah, weirdly, that storyline like that is a pro for Pine Barrens, but for this one. I don't know why. Yeah. 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 It's weird. Or college. I mean, Mm -hmm. I got to say that like, you know, college is, is the other standalone episode in this, uh, in this season. That is one of the best standalone episodes to me are not the problem. I think it was the timing of this one made it, uh, something that like people got angry about. Yeah. Interrupted a lot. Yeah, because yeah. you were like, listen, we're building all this momentum. We want to now- hear more about the pussy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah is yeah. there a raid? Is there not a raid? Exactly. Yeah. You're waiting for this hit. You know, like you you think at any point Tony can be killed. I mean, it's like. Oh, no nudity in this one either. No titties. Although a lot of great scenes of Adriana getting changed. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say uh, that awoken my puberty boner yeah. child within yes. me because yes. I was in love with Drea Di Matteo yeah. because, of, because of The Sopranos mm-hmm. because of Adriana and I, rea- I realized as I watched this I was flashing back like there were moments when like I remember her outfits and I'm like no these are Oh, this is when yeah. this is when I yeah. fully crossed over yes. to become a dra- like obsessed with Adriana. So she's my question so is hot. is when she's doing those lines about how like you know she's wondering if she's only good for she's only around because uh, you know uh, massive genius wants his banger and Christopher yeah. doesn't respect her and then. Like, do you think she considered the fact that, like, when she read the script and, like, half of her lines are, like, while she's changing? Like, she's... Right. She considered, That's like, any of the uh, yeah. irony of that one? Yeah. Hey, it, was an, it was 99. It was 99. Well, technically by 98 when yeah, they started. Yeah, you know, times were different back then, you know? You know, Ricky Martin was blaring on every street corner. Everyone was living La Vida Loca back then. And- Sorry. You're going to have to do some normalizing on this track because that is all out. Well, you know, Spotify, they got their levels all up. They all do. over the place. They do. It is Spotify's fault. Um, yeah. And in, in general, um, I, I got to say that this episode is like massively underrated just in terms of uh, the quality of it because mm-hmm. people hated it. But I got to say, I see nothing but good. I mean, I think it's stronger than the communion wine episode. I think it's stronger okay. than the like the guys knocking over the uh, trucks episode. Sure. And I think it's stronger than Boca. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. My opinion. Yeah. Well, you see, they sort of, you start to see sort of the complexity of everyone. Right. Like Mm -hmm. you get to see just how insecure Christopher really is. I mean, you sort of see that when he's like obsessed about whether or not he's like a known gangster or whatever. But then like, how he's so easily willing to just completely disrespect Adriana. Yeah. Because like she's happy about something. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean like, yeah, you ain't worked, you know, just has yeah. to do that. And then even seeing Tony and like realizing that 
he can be hurt in his own weird ways. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there was just... I, I, yeah, I, I don't think there's really anything bad about it, aside from, like you're saying, maybe where it's placed in the sequence of right. the season. Yeah. But there are also, like, these moments where I was... I found myself being like, yeah, that's right, man. Christopher's, like, yeah. I think this is where you start to also kind of see that maybe he's a little bit more than just, like, angry little guy. Right, mm-hmm. right. But, uh, yeah, and then, again, like, The Sopranos is very strong on having everybody be a different flavor of a piece of shit. And, right. like, right. no one, especially, this is one of those episodes where, like, really no one comes off great. Like, yeah, Christopher, no. bad. Yeah. The fucking uh, visiting days, bad. Yep. Uh, Adriana, even, and, you know, even Hesh. Like, Hesh yeah. is sometimes, like, the voice of reason and, like, right. the nice guy. Yeah. And in this yeah. one, you're like, oh, no, he sucks, too. Yeah. yeah Wasn't yeah. Hesh dating a black woman? Wasn't his Gumar, like, a yeah. black woman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was, might, it might have even been his, like, like wife. Wife, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, Man, uh, he's still voting for Trump, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The it's because Israel, Israel. Yeah, when they said you should hear him when they talk about giving pieces of Israel back. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, he's yeah, a yeah, Sheldon yeah, Adelson yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah for yeah, sure, yeah. for sure. He's voting for Trump just because he's like, oh, we took back Jerusalem. All right, yeah. he's my guy. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, this. He's my dad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All in all, you know, I gotta say, uh, I'm a big fan of this episode. Same, I think, yeah. I think it has its problems for sure. It's still in that kind of like season one lull where oh, they're yeah. still finding its footing, and it's like the uh, pacing wise and story wise, it's definitely a departure. But all in all, I gotta say, I thoroughly enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, Massive G and like all the rap names are bad. Yes. But like the characters are decently written. I mean, Massive G, I thought was overwritten as uh, like yeah. like in this this rapper's smart. Like you, <laughs> yeah. if you heard what he was like, he's like, we demand restitution. He's like, right. if you read Chuck D's book, we demand restitution from the. And it's like they're trying to make like you know like they're trying to not be racist. Mm-hmm. Right. But, like, I went to college. Yeah. Right. But I also killed a man and sold crack. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> stereotype, like, but like unexpected. Twist. <laughs> it's the he's so articulate, of right? Right, exactly. right, right, exactly. When they wrote it, whoever read the script, like David Chase was like, he's so articulate. <laughs> yeah, so it's got its problems, but I mean, I liked it, and I, I definitely love the ending uh, with the box. Uh, no, oh where, yeah, very yeah, very so, strong. Uh, Bruce Cusimano, uh, after Tony realizes that he's just made to play the dancing bear. Um, decides like hey you want later being the dancing bear would become a good thing like yeah. once Pornhub mm-hmm. came out yeah dude once porn, Pornhub came <laughs> out then dancing bear anyways uh, <laughs> but yeah he, those are those parties yeah dude those are the party ones yeah where everyone yeah. Uh, and the guy wears a bear mask but they all they all suck that's tight, dude. They all suck that dick. Are you writing down when to cut they this out? The they suck the dick. I went to the filming of a college fuck fest video. You went to a filming you of know, one of those. Remember that CFF? Oh, I, of course I know. College they used to shoot that shit in Northridge, and really? like just growing up in the valley, like scum, like scumbag older brothers oh, yeah. were like, you know, like my boys are doing like a CFF video. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went. I we came so late, we missed the actual sex, oh. and it was like a really weird party with a bunch of horny dudes oh, and yeah. like barely any women. And my friend's car got hit in a hit and run, parked outside, and we're like, we're never fucking doing this. <laughs> that again. sounds uh, that sounds about right. Yeah. Everything you just said, yeah, no, a full friends, Dodgers uniform. My yeah. friends did something exactly like that in college. I think there was like a frat house that was doing uh, like yeah, porn or something. CFF, out of it. No, yeah. same, oh, CFF. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know. It was a popular genre back in the day. Now everyone's, you know, they're just shooting their own videos on their yep, phones. Snapchat. And, yeah. and uh, those are pretty good. Oh, too. we forgot to say that It's the 90s is, uh, you know, trying to make money off of music. Oh, yeah. Wow, yeah. That is that it's one of the most 90s things like about it. Like the entire it. subplot would just not exist nowadays. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Which is funny because even when you mentioned that article, like the way they talk about like the pop music king or rap music king. Yeah. P. Diddy. P. Diddy. Puff Daddy. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, yeah, right. Because we were still, that was like peak music business. Yeah. Bling bling era. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone uh, didn't know that uh, all of it. Like, I think Napster had just come out. Oh, yep. yeah. And, yep. and so people were just starting to steal music. Yeah. Oh, those are simpler times. Um, but yeah, uh, in the box, uh, it's great because, uh, you know, you've got Tony delivering a box, uh, a Godfather reference, I think, to. Um, 
what's his name? Uh, the Clemenza in Godfather Two gives a bag of guns to uh, Vito. Sure, I don't like. I need to rewatch the Godfather so I understand the Sopranos references. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Uh, he just gives him uh, basically a MacGuffin, and mm-hmm. then uh, they just stare at it like. What do you think's in the box? <laughs> and then you hear Tony screaming, and it turns out he's working out. Which, by the way, don't understand what yeah, those screams weird, were. What yeah. was yeah. that about? That was weird. Was is is he battling a hernia as I, he does those? I just don't know what. I guess chest press. My guess is that symbolically, it was supposed to represent like what what Melfi felt when she heard the screams because she's looking, trying to see like uh, you know she sneaks a peek. At the Tony Soprano home uh, from the bathroom of the Cusimanos. It has no glass in the window. It has no glass in the window for no reason because they don't like Murano glass, yeah. apparently. Uh, I don't know what Murano glass is, by the way. It's Venetian so, glass. Yeah, like super colored. Oh, yeah. yeah, if you saw it, you'd know. So, uh, it looks cheesy. I don't know that it looks like Italian. But. Yeah. So then she hears screams, and then the assumption is like, oh, he's out there murking someone. But really, what he's doing is working out. Symbolically, it's a stretch, but I literally have no idea what the point of the working yeah, out no, thing was. Or the, the groaning, The groaning, yeah. Uh, it's it's a very strange point uh, that, uh, that the show made. But anyways, I love What's in the Box as a fan of the movie 7. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in general, I would say uh, that I didn't find any malapropisms in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I just didn't have my ears no open. No gobba vafangools either, unless yeah. you count like Ditsun and Muli. Yeah, but we've covered the, those. those yeah, there was at one point, uh, what's his name? Uh, Hesh calls Christopher a schlepper, which is, uh, that is Yiddish. So it's not really a gabba vafangul. It's uh, just Yiddish. And uh, schlepper it basically means like a, a servant who carries things, a porter. A pejorative insult for an individual who wanders aimlessly. Uh, basically, to schlep is to carry. But, you know, no, n- neither of those uh, existed. We didn't see any malapropisms or gaba vafangools. But if you did, please tweet at us mm. at podyourselfagun on Twitter and let us know if you uh, heard a weird malapropism. I'm sure there's one in there. There's one in every episode. Uh, but I think we just missed it. Sure. All right. I think that was the episode. I think we fully covered and analyzed the brilliance of Mm -hmm. that episode. A hit is a hit. Uh, Miles? Yes? Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you were wonderful. Where can we find you on the Twitter? Oh, at Miles of Gray. M-I-L-E-S-O-F-G-R-A-Y. G-R-A-Y. As an apple. And then on Instagram? Instagram, same. Same thing. And then uh, do a podcast every day, Daily Zeitgeist. Daily Zeitgeist. Check it out. Mm. You've seen, you've been. You've They've had heard, a lot of you know. great guests lately, I hear. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know when this comes out, but Vince, I, you were just on yesterday. That's yeah, right. Yeah, dude. You just got off there, dude. Or today, technically. Yeah, you know, te- what technically. What day is it? I mean, yeah. We don't know anymore. Yeah, man. I was on last week. Had a blast. Mm-hmm. It was a good time. And this is a podcast world we live in. Well, thank you so much for listening, everyone. And until next time, don't stop believing. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.